everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? And this is my first podcast post-birthday. So my birthday was earlier this week. I am another year older, and I would say another year wiser, but I do not think that I've gotten very wise during the pandemic, right? I feel like wisdom comes with experience and, you know, trial and error and failure in a lot of ways, right? And because I've gone pretty hard in terms of social distancing and sort of staring home and all that, right? I haven't really um, grown wiser, I would say, right? I think I've definitely learned new things. Like, I've learned how to deal with this pandemic and I've sort of adjusted my life accordingly. But in terms of getting wiser, I'm not sure, right? And it kind of sucks. Like, my birthday is in October, just in case you're listening after this comes out. But my birthday is in October, right? Which means that in terms of like being 25, I've turned 26. So in terms of being 25, my birthday was in October and I got basically October till February to like live my 25-year-old life, right? And then from March on, right, 25 for me like wasn't really that much of anything like the experiences weren't there and whether that's good or bad I guess is up to you right maybe it's good to be in this sort of like cocoon type of thing right but now that I'm 26 I'm getting this sort of like I need to boss up feeling right and I think part of that is because I didn't have so much of a chance to boss up at 25 and I'm getting this sort of like okay I'm anxious to make a new move, right? And part of that is like, because I have like a job and everything, you know, all that good stuff. But because like my job is sort of like a straight line, right? Like I can't um, like really do anything like move and shake within the company because of just how the pandemic is set up. Like even if I was up for like moving through the ranks in the company or like changing positions or taking on more responsibility, right? All of that stuff is out the window now because of the pandemic. So I haven't had that much of a chance to boss up. And like socially, I haven't had really the chance to boss up, right? Because I haven't really made new friends, at least not in real life, right? I've made some connections over the internet, like, but not anything in real life. I haven't been able to experience things that maybe I would want to experience. So socially, I haven't bossed up. I haven't leveled up at age 25. So now that I'm 26, I feel like I'm getting ready to like burst out of this cocoon stage. But who knows how much longer I can be in the cocoon, right? Or who, who, who knows how much longer it is, right? I don't want to break social distancing. I don't want to be reckless. I don't want to do any of that stuff. So I'm going to stay in this place for a while. And if there is um, a way to level up while still being appropriately socially distant, then I guess I'd take it, right? Um, But as of now, I'm feeling a little anxious, right, in that way. And I want to sort of expand my butterfly rings 
but I'm still in the cocoon and I can't expand them quite yet. Um, but maybe I'll adjust. Maybe 26 will bring an opportunity and maybe I'll have a chance to spread my wings, right? Um, but yeah, my birthday was as good as it could be, right? I don't really care about my birthday in the way that I need to party, right? I don't need to party on my birthday. I don't need to paint the town red. I don't even really need to like physically celebrate my birthday, right? All of that stuff, like if it's fine if you like to do it. And if you're throwing a birthday party for yourself or for someone else, then yeah, invite me. I'll, I'll come, right? But when it comes to me, I don't need birthday parties. I don't need any of that. But what I do appreciate during my birthday is people telling me happy birthday. I really do want people to say happy birthday to me. And I don't think that that's so bad, right? That's something that you're conditioned people are going to say uh, happy birthday, right? And yeah, I would like people to say happy birthday to me, whether it's in person, whether it's on text, whether it's on social media. I want people to say happy birthday to me. And I do this thing on Instagram and on Twitter where on my birthday, the only thing I talk about is my birthday. And I make like stupid birthday tweets and maybe stupid birthday jokes, right? The only thing I care about on social media, it seems, is my birthday, right? And I make sort of like a spectacle of it. But in real life, and this is where social media and real life disconnect. In real life, I really don't celebrate like outwardly in that way. Like if you see me like at my job or just like hanging around, like you wouldn't know it was my birthday unless someone told you because I just don't care in that way, right? Um, but I didn't even get the chance to do it this year. But really, I just don't care. Like my ideal birthday is just people me people telling me happy birthday. Maybe I eat some food that I like. Maybe I, you know, get some fresh air. Maybe I go do something that I enjoy, right? But I don't need to paint the town red on my birthday. It's not special to me in that way. But I don't want my birthday to get ignored, right? So even though like it is like mostly a joke, like I am like posting on my birthday, like letting you know, like, hey, this is my birthday, right? It is still special, even if I'm not like, you know, rocking out with my cock out. I'm still here. It's still my special day. I just don't want to celebrate it in that way, right? And you know, when I turned 25, I did do like a little bit of like reflecting, but I feel like I haven't done reflecting in that way because there's nothing to reflect on other than like the terrible unrelenting tragedy that is 2020 right there are some um redeeming qualities about 2020 right like the astros didn't make it to the world series they got eliminated that's a good thing for most baseball fans i would say um america's sweetheart is a guy named 420 Dogface. that's a good thing right um but there's a lot of, you know, bad things or awkward things or things that are so uncertain, right? That like reflecting, like, what do I need to reflect on? Every day is the same in my home. And what's changing is like a different shitty situation outside of my home, right? But I was thinking like, there are things that like, I don't know, right? Like I was watching this video 
on the internet. It was a TikTok video. And there's like some trend, some series. I don't know the person's name. I apologize. But this guy, he goes into this like rich neighborhood or like this place where rich people hang out. And he goes up to people with really nice cars. And he asks them, what do they do for a living? I've seen a couple of these videos. I don't know how many they are. But I've seen at least two or three, right? And in these videos, like these people, like, and they're mostly older, some of them are younger, but most of them are like, at least like 40 and up, right? Um, and one of the common answers here, when people, when this guy, he goes up to these rich, fancy car people, what do you do for a living? And they say something like private equity. And I realized I don't know what private equity is. I don't know what those words mean. It doesn't mean anything to me. And I realized that even if I wasn't like consciously thinking about it, I don't think private equity is a real job. I've been thinking about it for a few days now. I don't think private equity is a real job. I don't. I think that private equity is a cover for white collar crime, right? And have I Googled it? No. Do I know what private equity is? No. But it seems to me my private equity, and I know that it belongs to a firm. I've heard the phrase private equity firm, right? And maybe I'm just like not in the tax bracket to to know about these things. But it seems like private equity is just like rich people scamming, right? That That's what it seems like to me. If you're in private equity, like, I don't know what you do. Like, if I ask you what you do for a living and you say private equity, right? One, that doesn't even seem like a title, right? Like, if you're like a manager of a private equity firm, like, I can wrap my head around that somewhat. If you say, like, I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a artist, right? Those are titles. But the people in these videos are saying things like, oh, I'm, I'm in private equity, that doesn't mean anything to me. What are you saying? Like, I feel like if private equity was a real job, they'd have some type of title, right? Like, when you say you're a fireman or a firewoman or a firefighter, right? You don't say I'm in firefighting, right? You say I'm a firefighter. If you're a teacher, right, you don't say I'm in teaching. You're a teacher, right? If you're a professional athlete, you say I'm a baseball player, I'm a basketball player, I'm a football player. You don't say I'm in football, right? Or if you're not like an athlete, but you work in sports, you say like, oh, I'm a sports journalist, I'm a trainer, I'm a media intern, right? Private equity is not a title. I don't think that this is a real job, you all. I really don't think private equity is real. And have I haven't done research, I admit that. I have not done the research on proper private equity. I could sound dumb, right? But I want to ask you, if you were in like my tax bracket, and by my tax bracket, I mean you make less than $100,000 um, a year. Let's say that. If you make anywhere from $99,999, anywhere from that to $0 a year, right? Have you ever needed the services of a private equity firm, right? And my guess is, is that all of you said no. I also don't think that like rich people listen to me. Like I don't imagine that rich people listen to podcasts that are 
not mainstream, but I could be wrong about that. That's just my assumption. If you're rich and you're listening, welcome. I'm not going to shun you from this. All I want to know is like private equity. It seems like a scam, right? Seems like you are just like rich people scamming and that's just sort of your your cover up, right? That's what it seems to me. Another thing that I realized that I don't understand is VPN, right? Or VPNs, I should say. I hear advertisements for them all the time, right? On podcasts, on YouTube videos, I hear about VPNs, right? And VPN, I know a little bit more about VPN than I do about private equity, right? I'll admit that. VPN, I know, is virtual private network. That's what it stands for. And it helps you, like, encrypt your internet, right? But this is another thing, a VPN, that seems like a scam to me, right? Because in order to have a VPN, you already need internet, right? You cannot have a VPN without some type of internet connection, right? And internet is not free. That Wi-Fi router is not free. You have to pay for internet. And VPNs, from what I've seen, are set up in payments similar to internet plans. You pay either yearly or monthly or whatever, right? So what a VPN is, if I am to have my facts straight, if you buy a VPN, you are paying for internet two times, right? You've paid for internet twice if you have a VPN, right? If you just have regular internet, maybe it's not as secure, whatever, but you pay for internet once, right? That seems like the smart thing to do. If you have a VPN, right, you're paying for it twice. That, that makes no logical sense, right? Because VPNs, at least from what I've seen, are not that much cheaper than like other options out there, right? You're paying for internet twice and that seems like a scam to me. They said, we have the internet, these people are all on their plans, they're all on Comcast and Verizon, whatever. How do we sell these people more internet? That's what it seems. I feel like VPNs are like, again, like this white collar crime shit. Like they bought, they sold a product that you don't actually need, right? And yes, I know people get hacked in cybersecurity and all that other dumb shit. But I feel like for the most part, you don't need that VPN. And I realize that I am a podcast person right now and VPNs sponsor podcast episodes and if I ever get sponsored by a VPN company mind your fucking business but I don't think that you need this extra internet right I feel like people who are buying VPNs unless they live in some place where like the internet is like actually restricted right and you can't access like certain things because of the place that you live, then I see VPN as being useful, right? And I can see the investment. Like if you live in China and you want to get like American Twitter or whatever, I see VPNs doing that. But if you are not in that situation, what the fuck do you need a VPN for, baby? Just use your internet, right? And I'm aware that I could be sounding dumb right now. Some of you might be listening to this podcast via VPN or whatever, right? But I'm telling you, if you're anything like me, you probably don't need it. And you're paying for internet twice. And I think you should reconsider, right? How much has the VPN actually benefited your life? Because I don't think it's benefited you that much, right? And 
moving right along here in my actual life, I've talked about TikTok, I feel like, for the past few episodes as my TikTok notoriety is rising. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a um, famous person in any capacity, but somehow my most popular platform has become TikTok in recent months. And by recent months, I mean since September of 2020, and we are now in October of 2020. Um, and I guess really this thing started in August, but you get what I mean. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually explained like truly what's been going on in the, the process here. Because what I'm doing now on TikTok is legitimate homework, right? So I started talking about language and linguistics because that's what I studied and it's something that I'm passionate about. I went to college for linguistics. I double majored in linguistics and global studies. And, you know, I haven't gone to grad school yet. And we'll see if I ever go to grad school. I might just go just for the fucking health insurance, you know. Um, But I did keep up with linguistics. Like, I never left it. It wasn't like I graduated and then left it behind. I majored in linguistics truly because I like it, right? I didn't major in something just to get a degree. I majored in something that I liked, right? Genuinely, right? And I signed up for TikTok to be dumb. I signed up for TikTok to make, you know, stupid videos. And if people like it, they like it, right? And then I started making these linguistics videos because I made one video that was dumb. It was a dumb video, right? It was a little six second video that took off. It got like probably a hundred thousand views, which is big for someone like me, right? And once that video took off and people were asking for more, I was happy to um, give it up, right? I was happy to create more language and linguistics content, right? It's making me happy and it seems to make other people happy. But what's come about is people are requesting that I talk about specific languages. And yes, I majored in linguistics. Yes, I've took Arabic in college for two years. Yes, I've done Tagalog. Yes, I've done Italian. Do I know every language? No, right? That's not what my game is. I'm not the encyclopedia of language. So using the knowledge that I have, though, years of hard work that I put in to get a degree, plus right, research skills, plus my presentation skills, which I think in part comes from podcasting. I think in part, like just getting my thoughts out and talking in in the void, but talking in a way that makes sense to me and packaging this in a way that makes sense to me. I think that helps. But in my real actual life, I do talk to people for my job. Like I have to present myself in a certain way for my job. So I think that helps as well. So combining years of hard work plus researching languages to see how um, how these languages work and what I find interesting and packaging that in a 60 second or less TikTok video, right? That takes like probably a day of work, like all in all a day of work. If it was like a full blown YouTube video, it would probably take 
a lot longer than that because I would want to do something that's like meaty and substantial. I haven't had an idea for a YouTube video in fucking forever, by the way. Um, like I, I want to like do something with the YouTube channel. I'm not sure exactly what, but I sort of want to make the videos and find time to make the videos and maybe focus on them in a different way. But it might end up being the same. But when I when I make more YouTube videos and when I find the time and the space and the energy and the ideas to go behind it, I think part of the like pandemic is that I've found that um my creativity now, like I'm so hardwired to TikTok that my creativity comes in, how can I make a TikTok video rather than how can I make a YouTube video, which is unfortunate, right? But back to the topic, right? I'm um, I'm making these language videos and I'm talking about different languages and people are requesting them and that feels good. It feels good that people want to hear me talk about things and that people are um, appreciative of it. Like I get comments like, oh, thank you for talking about this language. Like my my language, like my home language, my native language doesn't always get a lot of attention mainstream. And I'm glad that you're you're talking about it. And that's really, really cool, right? And I've gotten a couple um, comments that say like, my voice is relaxing, which is not a comment that I'm used to getting. I've gotten, you have a nice voice before, but it hasn't been very common. And I wouldn't say it's very common now, but it is something that I am getting more frequently. And I've also gotten, and I made a little bit of a podcast segment about this a while ago, that I have podcaster energy, which is great for doing a podcast, I guess. But I never realized that my voice truly was something that people enjoy. And I know that people hate the sound of their own voice. Like, I have to make videos and edit them. Well, I don't have to make them, but I do. But I edit them and I hear my own voice. And I'm like, God, my stupid voice. No one wants to hear my stupid voice. But then I post it and then some people are like, oh, like your voice is so relaxing. I'm like learning all these new things about myself. I didn't know my voice was relaxing, but I guess it is, right? I didn't know that I could have this impact on people and represent people in a respectful way because I'm talking about a language that they speak or that they grew up with or that they hear a lot and they don't see that represented in videos or in media. And if I can do a little bit to help, that's great, right? But there was one comment that um, really, it didn't bother me and I didn't respond to this comment, but I think it's something that is weird and I think is something that wouldn't have happened to me if I was not a black person, okay? So I was talking about um, Punjabi, right? The language Punjabi, which is in is an Indian language. Like they speak it in India and they speak it in um, Pakistan. And I talked about the language, right? Just for a minute, I boiled down some fun facts and I presented it in a video. And somebody commented, right, that sometimes Punjabis use a word that sounds like the N word. And Punjabis shouldn't use that word. And if you hear someone saying that word, 
right? They probably don't mean to be racist, but they might say the word and, you know, just don't be, don't be alarmed about it. But then he also, he or she sent a message out to the fellow um, Punjabis to not, um, not say the N word, right? And I didn't um, really respond to the comment because even though I felt weird about it, like saying like, oh, like my fellow Punjabis, like don't call people the N-word. Like, look at this guy. He is not an N-word, right? I felt weird about it because this wouldn't have happened if I was not black, right? If I was not a black person on the internet, if I was, if I was not visibly black, right? People wouldn't have said that to me, right? And I'm not offended, right? I don't think this person was meaning to cause harm in that way, right? But it was just like so weird, like you wouldn't have said this if a white person was making the same video, right? And sometimes people will comment on the videos like, oh, like, how did he know this? Or wow, I'm impressed. And I'm sure they like a white person or a, no a non- speaker would get similar comments but you have to wonder like if you would get questioned if your race was different and i'm i'm not making like oh like white people have it easier when they're talking about languages that aren't their own that's not what i'm trying to say here right but it's like with comments like wow like this guy isn't an n-word that's what i got like this man is not an n-word like look at him like representing the language, right? And I appreciate that you appreciate it. But if you see a black person and your um first response is, or your first thought is the N-word, right? Maybe there's something to unpack there, right? Maybe there's something that is um underlying that we need to talk about right? That's where, what it got to me. But I didn't respond to the comment because, again, I didn't feel like the person was being offensive. And truly, even when people are impressed, I don't think that they're being offensive. And I don't automatically think that, oh, you wouldn't question a white person. That's not what I'm saying. But I do wonder, like, if I looked differently, how many of those comments I would get. That's all I wonder, right? But with that, right, if you see a black person talking about something that maybe you don't deem as black, right, and your first thought is the N-word, right, maybe, maybe think about that. Maybe think about why your first thought is that, right? Um, but yeah, I didn't respond just because I didn't feel like I didn't want to open a can of worms. I didn't want to offend anybody. I truly, honestly, I wasn't offended. I just thought it was weird, right? Um, but anyway, out, outside of that, right? My birthday again. My birthday was this week, right? And I think that if you're my age, if you're 26, born in the mid 90s, right? You probably have a Facebook or had a Facebook and people probably still write on your Facebook wall for your birthday. So on my birthday, I was like, at about 10 p.m., I was like, oh shit, someone probably wrote on my Facebook wall. Let me go and re respond to those comments. So let me see who did, right? And when I go on Facebook, what do I see? I see one of the candidates for mayor in my city, right? Accused of like domestic violence like 10 times, right? Literally 
candidate for mayor, right? Someone who is on the city council for my city, right? And all I see is like, because I'm a part of like my city's like Facebook groups. And all I see is people flaming this guy in the Facebook groups. And I haven't been on Facebook. Like I don't log on to Facebook every day. I barely log on to Facebook. So going on there and seeing people just like throw absolute flames at this mayoral candidate, right? And it's about something serious. Like I can tell you like after seeing like domestic violence allegations and not seeing like a satisfactory explanation, right? Or an apology or actually anything, right? The I'm not voting for for this guy. I'm not going to vote for him, right? I see these allegations, right? They seem to be something that were covered up or a secret. I'm not voting for him, right? But in the aftermath of that, the person who was like accused of these things is still running for office, right? And mind you, he's a city council member and I don't know um how city council works. I don't know if you lose the mayoral race, you still get to be on city council. I don't know, right? But if I was running for office and I never plan on running for any type of political office, not mayor, not governor, not senator, I don't plan on ever running for office in that way, right? But if I was exposed like this, right? If I was exposed, right? And these are allegations but they see they are credible like they have gone to court right and i think like reading recently i think some of the cases were dropped ultimately but still like they went to court there has to be something there for it to go to court right there has to be something there right even if you weren't convicted something happened right if i was exposed like this right and i was running for office and again i don't plan on doing that but if I was, I would drop out of the race, right? This guy is still running the race. I would drop out of the race, right? Because imagine this. You get accused of all these horrible things and you still win, right? Imagine you win, right? No one's going to forget all the allegations, right? Because if you win, it's probably going to be by a small margin and people, oh, even if the majority vote for you, a lot of people are not going to like you based off of these allegations and based off of these past history, right? And as a mayor, right, you're not going to be able to avoid that, right? And you shouldn't avoid that even as a civilian, like you did it, like you got a hold with it, like that's a part of your past. Even if you're not proud of it, you can't just leave it in the past, right? Um, But... If you're a mayoral candidate, you're like the most public figure that you can probably be, right? Those allegations are not going to go away. People are going to ask about them, like the mayor of the neighboring city, right? The mayors in your county, right? Whoever you interact with, like people are going to know, right? And I don't see how you can do your job as effectively as possible when people know that and already don't like you for it, right? I think that if this was me and I did that stuff and I got caught, I would drop out of the race. I would reconsider my life, question if I'd 
actually improved as a person, right? Question like a whole lot of things and reevaluate and work on being a better person, right? But this guy who's running for mayor, he's like, oh, like that wasn't me. That was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I think it's 2020. And I think the most recent allegation was from 2012, which was not that long ago. That's eight years ago. Um, and he said that, oh, some of these cases were dropped and like, I'm not proud of who I was 20 years ago, but I've changed. I'm working toward it, right? But I don't think that just saying that you changed and that you're not proud of something that you were 20 years ago is enough. Yes, people change. Yes, people grow, right? And I've been critical of cancel culture in the past, right? But mostly I'm critical of cancel culture when it comes from like kids, right? When it comes from something you did as a kid and now you're an adult, right? I don't put a lot of stock in anything that a teenager did that might be problematic. I think that they should be held accountable and they should learn from it for sure, but I'm not really heavily invested there, right? But what I am invested in is adults doing bad shit, right? And adults is what this mayoral candidate was. Like the mayor, or if he runs for mayor, he'll be like a 46-year-old mayor, right? So 20 years ago, that's 26. That's the same age I am now, right? And I don't have any of that shit on my record, right? And I am a full-grown adult. You cannot make any excuses for my behavior in terms of that way. Like, you can make excuses for teenagers because their brains are not fully developed. That prefrontal cortex is not fully developed, right? But when you're a 26-year-old person, you do not have that excuse anymore, right? And knowing that you are sort of like this full-grown person doing these things, right? Yes, it's bad. Yes, you learn. Yes, you grow. And I hope that you become a better person for literally everybody's sake, right? But when it comes to that and like your ability to lead, and I don't think that the um, the the apology, I felt like the apology was more like a cover up, right? It felt like he was, and I realize this is local politics here, but um, the apology felt like a cover up in the whole mayoral race. Like it was sort of like saving face, like still trying to win the election. But if something like that happened to me, it's fuck trying to win the election, right? It seems like he's still trying to win the election and people are probably still gonna vote for him. It's no, if I got called out like that and if I truly wanted to be like a better person, like winning the election is no longer important to me right? Is people are demanding that I be a good person, right? How do I be a good person? Being a good person isn't winning a political race. Being a good person is fixing yourself and learning where you can improve and practicing and practicing on those improvements until we actually improve, right? And I don't think that this guy is going to be mayor, but I might talk to you in December and this guy might be elected mayor, right? I I have no idea. But if he is elected mayor, I can only imagine it's like a hellish mayoral term because people are going to know like this was published in like the San Francisco Chronicle, like people across the Bay Area know what happened now, 
right? And you're just going to try and be mayor like it's cool? That's not going to happen, baby. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's not, right? Um, but anyway, right? Just some, some thoughts there. But overall, right? My first week of being 26, or I've been 26 for less than a week now, um, but seems to be going pretty well, right? But I'm, I'm trying to boss up. We'll see what moves come in my 26th year, right? And maybe the pandemic will be over. Maybe I can make boss moves in the way that I want to. Maybe they won't, right? But I'm looking forward to 26. I'm feeling good. Nothing, you know, terrible has happened to me personally since um, I've turned 26. Knock on wood. I am knocking on wood as I do that. Um, but we'll see. And um, yeah, this is not as long as I wanted it to be, but I do want to keep these short in the meantime, just because there's some things running around in my life and I need to, um, you know, edit and make sure all this stuff is good. So I need shorter podcasts are a little bit better for me right now. But um, yeah, being 26 seems okay. Um, I appreciate everyone who listens and pays attention and comments and all of that. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.